0: I'm going to start today. I've often shared some things with you um, from research and whatever. This isn't research. Um, This is nothing more than kind of my um, observation. Um, But I think it's worth talking about. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your feelings. And again, you don't have to share personally. You can say, I (coughs) know someone. And it can really be someone you know. Um, In terms of feelings about how you were parented. Um, Where I'm going with this is how does, how do your feelings about how you were parented impact your own parenting style? And I am pretty convinced that they do. Uh, For instance, um, I think (laughs) I parent a good bit like I was parented. Now obviously, Fletcher and I have kind of Melted our experiences. I, I think, I think we parent well, somewhat alike, not completely alike. lot. Uh, and I even think that's kind of healthy. I, I'm not at all. We need to be on the same page in terms of expectation styles. So I don't have to be. But my my parents were pretty, um, pretty low on physical punishment. Really big on discussion. Really big on having them understand why. That they, they were consistent. They were pretty strict. Um, but there was lots and lots and lots of interaction. They were clearly authoritative more than authoritarian. Um, and, and I feel good about that. I felt pretty good about how I was parented. And so, so I parent that same way. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I don't think my brother feels as good about it as I do. I think he feels like, uh, especially as he got older, that, his, that our parents didn't give him enough guide us towards schools and professions and things like that. So I think that's a little bit different perception. So react to me, how do you you think your past experience as being parented impacts your parenting style? Yeah. I think my my parents were very involved in my life.
1: You know, like they knew all of my Mm -hmm. friends and all of my friends' parents. And my mom was always the mom that would rather me have people to my house yes. than go somewhere else so she always had the parties and the get togethers and the sleepovers and um kevin's parents were much opposite of that but um but but i'm like that so i would rather my kids have all their friends i know all their <coughs> friends and parents and i send emails and so you, you know. see
0: yourself repeating yes yeah, yes
1: i would i always <coughs> tell them i'd rather Gracie have all of her friends, have the party here so we can see yes. what's going on. Let's have the fun stuff. Let's have the pool and the pool table. Yes. and the, So everybody wants to come over to our house. Yes. Okay. So um, my parents, well, I was the oldest of four. So I have all younger, you know, younger siblings and I always felt like I was the, the, the example of of being punished with uh, spankings, yeah, and it taught all my younger siblings that you know, not to do anything wrong. But it's funny because I'm—they're very strict about yes ma'am, no ma'am. You know, you, when I say do something, you do something, and instead of trying to—and I see myself in the same manner, okay—and um, doing the same stuff. Luckily, she balances me back out. <laughs>
0: okay, so do I hear you say that you wish you were less that way? Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's kind of the default because that's what you're used right. to, is it? Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. You,
1: like I, I tell our two year old, you know, uh, Daddy said come here, and I expect her to come here. But and what she helps me understand is that she doesn't understand that exactly what I'm saying. Yes. And yes. Especially it's hard for me at, a, cause <coughs> at, a t- at, at two years old. I do, she does do things where she under- seems like she understands, but um, I got to be put back into my place sometimes of being, you know, Not always, as she understands, she's just
0: doing what she thinks you want her to do. Well, and you're so right that that's an age where their development is so irregular that it's hard to know what they do know and what they don't know, or what they do know and they're acting like they don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Other observations. Okay, let's look at this. If in fact you felt really negatively about aspects of how you were raised. I know for sure that I will not do this to my children. My experience has been that there is often overcorrection. And all I'm suggesting is that you just be aware of that. I'm not suggesting that you parent in a way that you don't feel good about. My classic example, and I want to be really careful, I'm so afraid I'm going to use this child's name. I don't think any of you would know it, but I don't want to. Um, And this is a parent, not quite as old as I am, but close. But he had been raised in a very, very rigid um, family of of very rigid (coughs) faith. And he was not going to do that to his child. And then life became more complicated because mother left and I know nothing (coughs) about the circumstances of that. I found it fascinating that he had thrown out faith, but he enrolled him at Lipscomb. And I'm thinking, really? I mean, I'm glad to have the child, don't get me wrong, but why did you send your child? Which tells me that there may be some mixed feeling about this. But he was so (coughs) determined not to stifle this child with all of these rules. But he didn't have any rules. And kind of prided himself on this free spirit. It was him and the little boy, and they were good buddies. And so the child came to school <coughs> with a pattern of bad language that we could not endorse as a Christian school. And yet, Dad not only allowed, I think, encouraged. And so you had this little boy who is in one environment where, no, you cannot say that, and in another environment where Dad's snickering when he does. I don't honestly think Dad realized what he was doing. But he was so eager not to restrict or restrain that I think he'd gone. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think the whole other extreme and so um, I'm not so worried about your choosing something that you like in your parenting and that this was good for me this is something I want to do for my child but when there are issues that say I I wish if only my parents had done this, if only my dad had been more interested in, in playing sports with me that I would have been I would have been better and I would have made the team i would drive in the start. i'm going to do that with my child and maybe your child doesn't like sports like did did we see where we're going with this Mm -hmm. yes i have an example that i do um i wasn't given i came from a family of five kids and we weren't given a lot of things and i and birthdays weren't really a big deal because there were so many of them and it just wasn't you weren't really made to feel special yes. as a kid. I've gone too much, and I'm realizing that now. Like I've given them too much.
1: I've I've almost made them overindulgent on things. And I'm just I realize that more stuff
0: is not better, but as a kid, I was like, oh, I didn't have this, I didn't have that. And I was always looking at my friends and they had all these things that I didn't have. And I'm realizing that my kids don't need that much. And the more they have, it's really not better for them. So I'm actually starting to pull things back and take things away, and I don't give as much. Oh and, oh, and that's a wonderful example in both in, in several ways. Both that we do want to, and I think that's one of the reasons that those and, and you all are all too young to write, But parents, people who had parents that went through, who were children in the Depression and had so little, many of them were pretty excessive about giving to their children because they had they had felt shortchanged and they weren't going to let their children have. It is fascinating to me. I, I've gotten to know um, one of the women at the My Lead Center rather well. And she lives, I mean, a minimum wage, 30 hours a week. It, 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 it's tight. And yet she will, every so often, her, her son, 10 years old, loves athletic shoes. And she will spend more for a pair of special shoes that he wants mm-hmm. than I would ever spend for my grandchildren. But it's because she didn't have it. And there's so many things she can't give him that this is a place. Is it? It's really, well, and I just see them not putting value on things. Yes, yes. Whereas I appreciated everything too much because, and I took care of it. Well, but I, I love what you're saying about, <laughs> hmm, I'm looking at this not completely satisfied where this is going, I'm going to make a little correction. And I think, if you don't get anything else out of what we're doing, that's what I'd like for you to see. I don't want, I'm going to talk a little bit about this in more depth in a minute. I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty, I I just, but if we can all make little corrections as we go along, we'll end up being more the people we want to be. (coughs) Okay. Another thing is you look at your parenting, what about your childhood do you want to be sure your child avoids or experiences? You want, Kim, you want the parties at home. I'm all for that. I, I loved it too. I lived close to the school and I loved the fact that there was a lot of hanging out at my house. I, I, I would want that. What else? Can you tell me some things from your experience that you want to be sure your children I will say that um, I value my children having these, like, traveling to or experiencing different sorts of vacations. Which, unfortunately, I tell them I complained with the best of them when she I was still experiencing it. <laughs> so no matter what they complain about now, they can't out complain me. Um, but yeah, I value that in a way that, like, Chris, I don't think really ever left Texas. Like that's where his vacations were. And so I want to go to all these different places, and I don't want to go to the same place every time. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I want to talk to oh, you In fact, let me elaborate on this <laughs> <laughs> I was only this. We were on this trip, and we had our one day to be in St. Louis, and they have a wonderful zoo, and we were going to the St. Louis Zoo, and granted, it was a day. It was raining <coughs> and really cold. It was a little And we've already spent four hours at the Harry Truman <laughs> Museum. Yeah, we did Do you know any good Um, It it was. It was called And Amy's memory is it was was filled with with all these preschool kids. I don't know, but (laughs) she did. It was our day to see it. And that was the day we had and we were going to see it. It was on the agenda and um she did complain pretty bitterly and we had all just we also white water wrapped it as it was snowing so (laughs) we had the reservation they weren't going to give us our money back but but we all just (laughs) believe when she is texting a picture from her family at the same, st louis zoo on an equally not lovely day Um, but anyway yeah so there are things that you're going to do are there things I I guess what I'm thinking about here I think it's easy to think that our children are more like us than they may be if they're like us I don't see so much of an issue but it's when they're not like us I think sometimes it surprises us. And why and sometimes it's because they're like the other spouse. And then sometimes there's just this fluke of genetics and you wonder where in the world did they come from in our family? Why do, are they interested in this? Why do they like that? And I don't have the answer to that. But I, I guess I just I feel like I've seen an awful lot of parent-imposed, you're gonna, well of course you want to play football. Isn't that what all oh guys wanna do? But daddy wanted him to play football and so he, he couldn't say no I don't want this until maybe he got very, very old. I, I guess I'm just, um, I, I was not as outgoing as I would have liked to have been. I kind of thought my life would be better if I could be a little bit more of a person that can meet everybody and whatever. <coughs> I was even less so as I was younger. And so I really wanted that in, in my children. And my firstborn is probably the shyest, quietest child that ever you had. And it took me some stepping back and saying, she is who she is. I'm not careful about <coughs> Make her feel badly for not being who she is. Does that make sense? You know, I was, I was just, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, the next part of what I'm doing is so not research based. <coughs> Again, it's just experience. But I want you to consider your personality patterns. And almost all personality patterns have a good side and a little bit more challenging side, okay? And you're not going to change who you are. I just want you to feel better. Okay? So the first one, let's suppose that you are a very confident and somewhat aggressive personality. And what's bad about being confident? What's bad about going after what you want, what you need? But what's the possible downside in parenting? A lot of times you
1: don't listen?
0: Yes. Don't listen you think you know it? You get focused on one train of thought and you go to that and it may be you're leaving a weight in your path. Yes. Yes. I think there's a greater tendency to take over. I know how to do this. Let's go. Yeah. Hey. This is how you do it. Um, Maybe even to be too demanding. Now, are you going to change who you are? No. All I want, all I'm advocating, is ad- that little voice inside my head that says, hmm, I know my default position might be to come across a little too strong. Do I need to temper that just a little bit? Okay. Oh, this is one of my favorite ones. Conflicts avoidance. <coughs> I live with someone who is pretty strongly mom and grandparents and aunt and two siblings in a very small house with one bathroom. <laughs> he knows how to get out of the way and not cause ways. And there's wonderful things about that. Wonderful. He's easy to live with. He's not demanding. He's not going to make issues of things. And what's the downside of conflict avoidance? Oh. Lack of communication. Things things simmer without being addressed. Oh, things can simmer without being addressed. And especially in the parenting role, there's <coughs> one more big one.
1: Unnecessarily uh, all in for disciplining, just kind of letting things go. Yes, yes,
0: I, I just don't want to make, I'm not, not going to fight that battle. I don't like to fight battles anyway, and so I'm not going to fight any of those battles. And I often, mm-hmm. I, I I think children are wired. I think they come to us wired in a particular way. But I don't think it's any accident that very often, not always, the child who is more challenging, more strong will, often has a mom that's a little bit comfortable. Maybe that strong will even came from dad, who's not there dealing with them all the time. And opposites tend to attract. This is just my theory. And moms, (coughs) some of the most demanding children I've ever seen have some of the sweetest, kindest, gentlest moms. So if you know that you're conflict avoidant, you're not going to change that. But that's a little bit of a, hmm. I wonder if I'm just ignoring something that really doesn't make sense? Okay. Insecure. This can manifest itself in several different ways. Always second guessing and not sticking with one path, and so you can give mixed yes, messages. Yes, and especially if the <coughs> child challenges you. You think, oh dear, maybe that's wrong. Yeah. I've also seen it where it it becomes a little bit of a helicopter parent, where the mom is so insecure about how everything's going to go that she kind of needs to try to control it to make it all right to happen. Okay. (coughs) Highly optimistic. Who wouldn't want to live with a highly optimistic mother or daddy? Is there a downside?
1: maybe tend to think too much in the future and not enough in the present. Yeah, and
0: and, I think tend to gloss over. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want you to believe in your children, but I had a mother sit in my office when I was a principal, and her child has confessed to not a big, huge deal. I don't even remember what it was. It was something that children do. And, oh, I'm sure he didn't really do that. He just said he did that because he thought that's what you wanted him to say. no. He said it because that's what he did. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> optimism, he's a wonderful child. I'm sure he couldn't have done this. It's, again, kind of putting him in the sand. Mm-hmm. Ambitious. Wrong <coughs> to be ambitious. Is there a downside? Yes. We push our kids to be
1: oh. way, we want as many, we want more trophies on their shelves than we have them.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and, and that's as a demographic, we're brand new. You know, we're well educated, we have good jobs, and so we I suspect are particularly vulnerable there. Okay. Whoops, sorry, we've already had that one. Okay, here we go. I am very contemptuous of the drunk who returns to the tavern. And I confess, this is mine. I I have some of the others. Most of us have multiples of this. But boy, this one's mine. I have done it all my life. And I still do it. And it is one of the most damaging patterns for me. Now, overcommitting is great. Oh, we're going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'd love to sign up for this, and <coughs> I adore doing this, and this is this is a good thing to do. I, I have Amy's now five-year-old, just turned five, for a couple of hours in the morning, a couple of hours in the afternoon, and I have loved thinking about my interaction with him as we've talked about all this, and I have felt really good about this. Now, remember, I have nothing else to do, pretty much, during the two hours I have in the morning and the two hours I have in the afternoon. So, I And all of that. And a couple of weeks ago, it was Wednesday, and I teach on Wednesday nights. And I had procrastinated a little too much, and I'm trying to get everything done. And I can tell I am just ready to be cross with him. Why is taking so long to do this? But oh, it's be plus. I'm still doing it. Okay, so I'm not gonna drastically change my overcommitment. That's part of who I am but I need to recognize it for what it is. And I need to own it. And I do need to tweak it. Especially (coughs) when the evidence is really clear. This is related to my poor parenting choices. Okay? Okay? Okay. Now, as we look at parenting styles and parenting choices, Anything that stresses or pressures us is going to impact our children. Now, I am a real, and you all may have talked about this last week, I'm a real believer in being pretty honest with kids. There's some family stresses that, or there's some stresses that you just can't avoid. Um, dad loses his job. Mother's sick. Um, Those are real, and you didn't do anything bad to have them happen, but they are going to impact you. My experience has been that when we don't tell children what's going on, they tend to imagine something even worse than what it is. I do think you want to be careful not to give too much information. Um, but it's very easy for a child, especially a seven or eight-year-old, to think, that yeah, he doesn't have a job. Does that mean we're not going to eat next week? And so some explanation of, yeah, we're worried about this, but we're being really careful, and that is the reason we're not going to have a, a vacation this summer, but we're going to be careful and we're going to be okay. I, I, I just, I, I feel like, um, I feel like, Having a, a good understanding of what's going on is really, really healthy for the children. The other situation is, and, and I, I'm, for those of you who are single parenting, that is inherently difficult. And I have special, I have a special place in my heart for parents that do that. And they're true single parents, and then there's some others that are single parents a whole lot of the time because of various circumstances and then it's a whole nother ball game of stress if it's not single parenting but it's a divorce situation and you're not on the same page and mom's doing this or dad's doing this and there's all that conflict I don't have any magic for that but I will encourage you to recognize that for what it is that it is hard and do things that will help you I have a a good friend who was in that, um, she and her husband were divorced, they were on very different pages. The relationship between them was very, very, very troubled. And she had bright children. And so when she has warned the 14 year old, 15 year old that if he is, Disrespectful anymore. There's going to be a serious consequence. She's warned him, and he's clearly disrespectful, and she says he will stay home that Friday night and miss the football game and be grounded. And he has made her feel his life is over. And I remember her calling and saying, Call me and saying, But it feels so lonely to be the parent, you don't have anybody to support you. So if you're in those situations, find somebody, find somebody to be your support system. Do something to make it easier on yourself, because those, they're tough. And that's nothing, that's not a bad kid, but you think your three-year-old can push your buttons? Your 15-year-old will know even more. He will have had all those additional years and level of expertise. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's what children do, okay? But you're going to have to be strong enough and comfortable enough. Okay? Uh, well, wait a minute, one more thing. I want to go back. Um, I think I either overlooked it or didn't put it on there, but there's one more parenting variable that I want to talk about a little bit. What about the parent that feels guilty because they just can't seem to do it as well as they want to How does that impact the parents? I used to indulge it. Yeah. yeah. I used to say at Brooklyn we had working moms working outside the home. I've done both, I get that. And stay at home moms, working at home moms. And the moms that worked outside the home felt guilty about being so busy and gone so much and they they couldn't go on all the field trips, they couldn't do that. And so they felt guilty and kind of needed to make up the children for it. And the stay at home mom felt that it was her job because she was a stay at home mom, and I'm obviously exaggerating, to make everything perfect and wonderful for her children and she couldn't do that and so she felt guilty about it. And I just saw an awful lot of guilt. And I'll be honest, walking around the room in here as you all talk a little bit, I think I still hear a lot of guilt here. Um, This is Gail, this is not, this is consistent with scripture. I think, Guilt is God-given, but it's for a purpose. Guilt is not somewhere we live. Guilt is where we feel from a particular choice. It helps us evaluate that choice and maybe moves us to a different choice next time. But guilt does not need to be where we sit or stay because it erodes your... A story. You are not called to be a perfect parent. I'm really not worried that you're gonna be a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. But if you could be, what would that do to your child? It would set an example and model that they would never live up to. So your, perfections and how, your imperfections and how mm-hmm. you cope with those are part of the learning experience for your child. You are the one that's, and we'll get to this later, and we'll talk about that. You're the one that's gonna teach your child about forgiveness. And so when you don't live up to the standard, and I admit that most of of you have a pretty high standard. When you don't live up to the standard of what you want to be, you are going to show your child (coughs) how you forgive yourself and how you accept God's forgiveness for that I have good friends and I knew her parents her parents were friends of my parents and they were some of the gentlest sweetest people that you ever knew but she said growing up she has no memory of them ever fighting or disagreeing now I am absolutely convinced that they just never let her see it I do not believe people that say we never have an argument. They must have an awfully dull existence if they never have an argument. <laughs> um, but when she married, she said she and her husband disagreed about everything for at the beginning. And she said, we thought our marriage was doomed because we had no model for how to work this out. Now, do I want your children in the midst of shouting brawls? No. But I want them to see how you mess up and go on and forgive yourself and apologize. Um, one of my most vivid memories of all my dragging, being dragged, this was not my initiative. I would have never done any of these neighborhood sports that I don't getting hot and sweet. Where in the world (laughs) my children wanted to do this? I don't know, but they did. And I have a vivid memory of a coach, and he was a wonderful coach and a wonderful Christian man. And he got really mad at a ball game one night and with good reason. The other coach was not coaching in the spirit of eight-year-old girls softball. Um, But in the intervening week, our coach called every family and said, Would you please come to the field fifteen minutes early? And I would really like for the parents to come. I want to talk to all the parents and the children. I had no idea what this was about. <clears throat> and we're all sitting on those fledgers like in the back and said, I want to apologize to you. I did not behave in the way that I wanted to that I wanted to behave. I didn't set the example in front of these girls that I want to accept. I was thrilled he had messed up because the apology was so impressive to these girls. He was this great, big, he was a great coach, a good coach, but he's acknowledging to these little girls, and I want to apologize to you, and I want your forgiveness, and i ask God to forgive us. Oh, this is a beautiful example. Okay, so be really careful what you're feeling guilty you about. If you're feeling guilty because your child is not always happy, let's mark that one off. It's not your job to make your child always happy. Are you feeling guilty because your child doesn't have everything that everybody else has? Mm-hmm. It's not your job. Are you feeling guilty because you get really tired sometimes and say, "I'm sorry, we just can't do that. But we can't do stories tonight." No. no. If you're doing the best you can, and that's not perfection. Guilt only eats it you can be from Satan. It can suck the energy out of what you Comments? Arguments? And let's help each other with that. When somebody says, Oh, I can't believe that we ate out again. Well, if you're going to a Brazilian ball games, that's all you can do. Okay? <laughs> or I can't believe you know, well if you're <laughs> all the baby cry. Now, let's talk about faith. If it is an area in which I don't have all the answers, this is it. I have known children that came from families of bad news. I've known children that came from families of faith that threw it all out. And I don't have an explanation for that. I have also seen a lot of children walk away from faith, but I've lived long enough to see them come back. So I don't think the story is over nearly as quickly as we sometimes think. I have also known people of great faith that I think God used a way other than family to bring them to that. So I don't have the answers completely. But I've got some observations. And there's some things that scripture tells. Let's look at those first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. And then he goes on and says, when you sit at home and you walk and when you lie down and when you get up, I think that means in your car. It means at breakfast. It means when you're tucking them in at night. I think this says it's to be perfect. same thing, we'll tell the next generation of the deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders He's done. Um, I I just don't think it gets any better than you're talking to your children about faith and about what God means to you and what um, how your faith impacts things and how you see the world throughout What we want to be, we want to clothe ourselves with God. We want let Christ live in me. We want to flood God's glory. We want our attitude to be the same. And we're never going to get there completely, okay? This is what we're striving for. But I want our children to see this is what we're trying to be. Whatever you do, that means everything. All of it. Do it in the name of the Lord. Set an example. We want our children to see faith as it permeates and dominates our life. Now, this isn't about being pious, this isn't about being perfect. I think those things push people away. But I think this is about saying, This is important to me. This is what I want to be. I'm not there yet, but this is where I want to be. This is who I want to be. And this this is who I want to be because I believe this is the best me that I can be. I believe that God knows who I am, and this is what he knows is satisfying and good and rewarding and meaningful to me. So walk the walk. And talk the talk. Um, I grew up in a time where appearances were often, this is a fair statement, were often ranked above substance. And so we wanted to appear to be this kind of family. So there was a lot of <coughs> emphasis on how. Things looked. In fact, more emphasis on how things looked than how things were. I still remember, I'm not proud of this, but being surprised when Sandy Collins, and this has been 30 years ago, when Sandy Collins was talking to me about something, one of her children was debating doing something. And she knew that some people would think it wasn't a good choice, but she had really good reasons for doing it. And she was talking with Sandy and that and Sandy says, well, I'll be really honest. I'm more concerned that your character be pure than your reputation. And I thought, well, yeah, that's right. But the culture that I grew up in was much more about reputation. And a little less about character. So as I say these things to you, every generation, every family has to reevaluate what is important. And I think my next slide, no, go one more. Yeah, cut the back off. Okay. There's one side that says, keep the most important thing the most important. And I don't think there's anywhere that that is more critical than faith. Okay. What really matters. Now, I might want to turn the microphone off, but I won't. I'm, I'm ready to stand by this. Um, in my experience, and maybe your generation won't do that, but somehow the package of faith has encompassed so many things that if a child or a young adult couldn't embrace the whole thing, they threw it all out. And for me, I've decided what is really faith. What I really want my grandchildren to hold on to <coughs> is pretty narrow. They, I have my opinions about what God thinks about it, about this and that and the other and whatever. But at the end of the day, I want them to know that God is God and Jesus is Lord. And we're going to have some differences of opinion about some of the rest of it. And I don't want them to throw that out. to anybody. Um, and that means that my children's faith is different than mine. They believe some things and I'm thinking, nope, don't think so. Don't don't I don't don't mean to preach quite so much I, I, I really do feel pretty passionately about some of this
1: I want to tell you something that uh, <laughs> when you said that about reputation it really hit home because I have looking back I didn't
0: know this
1: was my was as much more was about my
0: potential badness her, she was about to her so, we're in, right. And you can also so, so have to get the so Yeah, I can. But, but you don't I don't think know. it was, no, it wasn't because, now, and i unfortunately, to be honest, I not figure it out,
1: I'm not I'm not doing doing I love well, but yeah, I, not I will. Like but what What I've tried not to do, now my kids are trying to do it. You can know, come home and say all kinds of stuff from the daycare. Most of which may not even be true anyway. So I teach three year old 3 year olds out of imagination. I get it. But what it's yeah, caused me not, not to, to, me right. to check myself yeah. <laughs> if he comes saying something yeah, I I not know. Know. Yeah. know. i don't know. There's so many just to do just know. throw it yeah. yeah. the yeah. yeah. playground. Yeah. What really I've, really I've told tried not to do when did he do this, or did he do Because I was it's really bad. And it's not. that really actually It's not I do every day. But you got
0: Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, because, and, and I understand you. I I was not I say that. That. I, don't know, I was It was totally a so, different oh, yeah, yeah,
1: it is. You're right. No, it's not, because I you a day. Day. All right. because yeah. she didn't even say this out time. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, she, she, sometimes. Did. she didn't realize what Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: uh,
1: justing, but not exactly <laughs> jesting. Something like, <laughs> I remember I remember <laughs> doing so-and-so and so-and-so and so
0: and so like I don't i I like to do that. you to take care of Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. And you yeah. yeah. may not be that kind of child, but there are some children that in the <laughs> Yeah, I think mine would be. My, my childhood <laughs> would be. I don't feel that yeah. I was ever there, but yeah, you're right. Mine
1: my, my <laughs> is just... No,
0: Mischievous, yeah, he, yeah. so, uh, 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 yeah. he, he likes to like test like
1: people, especially his parents, which is okay. fine. Uh, we, we deal with it, but but when you, I'm I'm so glad you said that because
0: well, it it caught me. Com- my
1: parents the whole time. I
0: completely believe that, but I realized like, so I had like come I from, like, like, from like, so, like, and like, I think a good bit of that was rooted in my mother's. She wanted to be perceived in a certain way. That.
1: Yeah, right, right, and that's a generational. That's a generational thing.
0: But insecurity is not generational, yeah. and it manifests itself in different ways. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Thank you. Right. Okay, thanks.